Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about our trip to Canton to see Russ Grimm inducted. We talk about news from training camp and the upcoming preseason game tomorrow. It's football season, y'all. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, yo, yo. Yo, 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 what's happening? Yo, dudes, we've been rolling. Rolling, rolling down the river, rolling, rolling down the river, rolling down the Tuscahawana. Yo, Redskins Nation. What's up, Yo, Redskins fans. Hello. Yo, Hello. we're fresh back from the trip to Canton, and if you guys didn't see us on the NFL Network, then you weren't watching. That's right. The induction ceremony for. Your hog and mine, Russ Grin. What are we at? About <laughs> nine minutes and five seconds or so into Russ Grimm's speech. Suddenly there we are looking dumb as Emmett. <laughs> He's pretty much. Dumb as dumb <laughs> Josh like has we're all as dumb as Emmett. Josh has this silly look on his face with his mouth half agape, and I look like I'm <laughs> contemplating something. It's true. John man. is like drinking some water then, or something like that. No, it pans over. I thought we were drinking water because, uh, or I thought I was drinking water when we first saw it on, uh, on YouTube on the iPhone. But once I saw it in a uh, crystal clear HD, I was actually taking my camera up to my face and taking a picture. Actually, oh. Aaron, you look really pissed off about something. I think I that's don't know what my, it is. I think that's because my stomach was hurting from the wings challenge. I think oh, I was wait. pissed off at that Cowboys fan sitting right in front of me, that tool that was just like, I want a cold water. Give me that Sprite. <laughs> so that poor kid that was up there selling, you know, sodas, trying to make his way. He's just <laughs> trying to make him a living. And some tool Cowboys fan. And the Cowboys fan was like, I'm not paying $4 for water. Give me a Sprite. At least it's got flavor. <laughs> and, he's, and the ki- poor kid was like... I just I just sold it to this person, you know, in that. Didn't you just hear me sell it to this guy over here? Yeah. He's like, well, take this back. I want my money back. He's like, because that was not my that last was... water. I just sold it. I just sold the Sprite to the other guy. Yeah. It's not like the dude was wrong in what he said, but he was a total prick about it to the guy. And I'm like, this kid's like 16. And he, and to the kid's credit, he was just like, that's, that's not my fault. This is what they gave me, man. I'm really sorry. I know. Yeah. And you know what? He's a tool. And that's kind of synonymous with Cowboys fan. And at the same time, at the same time, I was like, shut up. Russ Grimm's trying to talk. Yeah. Enough about that tool. Um, Just wanted to point out that this week's episode is brought to you by none other than David Lee Legal Services. David Lee Legal Services. And And also Randall Floyd. Randall Floyd. That's right. We got a thanks to Randall Floyd, a new contributor this week. And Randall Floyd, I wanted to point out, uh, brought something to our attention. He said he tried to go to our donate button on our website, HarryHogFootball.com, 
and make a donation to us. And it came up and was only allowing him to donate $5. And he said, I'd like to donate more than $5 to you guys, but I can't figure out how to change it. And we realized, wow, it was hard-coded in for $5. So now it's been fixed. You can enter whatever amount you want. Although it would be great if you were going to donate, if you gave us more than a buck or something, because PayPal would just take that and laugh at us. So um, Yeah, they, they'd pretty much be like, and here we're going to take 99 cents, and here's one penny for you guys. It's kind of like <laughs> the federal government. But right. we would like you guys to donate responsibly because we know how you would like to take your entire paycheck and just give it to Harry Hug Football. <laughs> yes, please donate responsibly. <laughs> donate responsibly to uh, to us here at Harry Hog Football. And remember, what happens on Harry Hog Football stays on Harry Hog Football. So donate responsibly and to on us. the podcast and That's on the right. podcast. So anyway, anyway uh, that donate button is way down on the left hand side. You'll see the three Lombardi trophies uh, parachuting through the sky. Um, down on the left-hand side, way down on our website. If you would like to go there and uh, hook a, a brother up, because all that money goes back into helping the uh, our Harry Hog football site and podcast. And uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I'll also give a shout out to Nick who uh, pointed out that we are actually on the NFL Network, and I don't know yeah, how he picked us people. out of the crowd. Yeah, but he did. We had a few people out there. It was Nick and uh, Josh. Who else was it that uh, that that saw us? We we got like what three? I think three texts that were like, "Did we see you guys?" On- Actually, dude, my the pastor of my church, Donnie, like texted us and was like, "Hey, I saw you guys, sweet." And I was like, "What do you mean you saw us?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" But and then apparently well, other people started texting us. Yeah, saying, but hey, we saw you yeah, guys. Yeah, but wasn't he like, "Weren't you the guy wearing the number twenty eight jersey?" And we were kind of like, um. Yeah, he didn't see us. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. That was somebody else. But then somebody said, somebody said, you, you were wearing 77 and 28, and we were like, 77? There's no, there was probably no other Redskins there, fan there wearing a Trey Johnson jersey. And Aaron was yes, wearing sir. a Trey Johnson. That's right. Possibly the only one out in existence other than the ones that Trey Johnson took with him. Yeah. To, to prep school. So way to go, Donnie! So anyway, I think it's time for the uh, Wings Challenge Report, and I don't really have a song for it, Josh. Sorry. Oh, where's the music? Um, I thought you had like some like really sort of like battlefield music or something for this. Well, I would if my hard drive didn't crash, and I'm tra- kind of doing this on the fly. Doing the podcast on the slim. There right, you I'll... go. And there now, go. the Wing Challenge Report, live from Canton's Quaker Steak and Lube. Here now, lube. John Adams. All right, so give us folks, the give well, us the rundown, John. Give us the recap, John. What was what were well, we folks, trying to accomplish with this, and what was the outcome? Those of you that have been semi longtime listeners here at Harry Hog Football may have remembered <clears> a few <throat> months back that Aaron and Josh had a uh, had a uh, uh, running bet that suddenly started up over who could eat more of the atomic level wings at Quaker Steak. Um, and lube in Canton, Ohio, which is known for having some pretty hot wings. Um, the sauce is so hot, you have to sign a waiver. So, Josh, after that... Wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's point this out, that when we got there, they had something yeah. new on the menu, right? Oh, I was getting to that. I was oh, okay. Josh really wants to be uh, wants to make sure he gets recognized on this. Because Josh, he, do you uh, want to he, tell the story? 
Do you want to tell us? No, I just wanted him to point out that it wasn't just it wasn't just atomic hot wings; that it was now triple atomic hot wings. That was the new. Can I finish? Can I finish? Go for it. Okay, Okay, go ahead. So anyway, um, from the time that challenge occurred, uh, Josh decided to go vegetarian, which means he still eats like dairy and cheese and stuff like that, but he cannot eat chicken wings. However, he did say, "Dude, give me a plate of broccoli." And a tub of sauce, and I will go broccoli for wing, one for one, at least. And Josh did point out during the challenge that broccoli does soak up more of the sauce per piece than the larger wings do, which Aaron did not believe until he actually tried one himself. So long story short, as Josh also pointed out, they do have a new triple atomic wing, which is actually 3.3 um times as hot as a regular atomic wing, not just three times. And so Aaron made it through his six wings. Josh made it through his plate of broccoli minus the one piece that Aaron ate. And the two of them were like, dude, we could eat more, we could eat more, we could eat more. And then they hit the wall at the same time. Josh turned (laughs) red. Aaron was sweating. And they decided to call it a draw. Meanwhile, I was sitting there with my, like, one one one-hundredth strength wings going man these are a little bit hot dudes oh wait are you guys done so in the Uh, end aaron you know they they both won the challenge they got their t-shirts and uh we had to call it a draw because josh made it through that plate of sauce and aaron made it through that plate of wings although we've got to point out that aaron's name is on the wall of flame (laughs) and i chose not to be on the flaming wall Dude, they wouldn't let you on the wall of flame. No, you didn't need official. They, they wing. actually would. They wouldn't let me on the wall of flame because I did not eat the actual chicken meat. They didn't count broccoli. Although, yeah, a petition yeah but if you is, want to buy a t-shirt, even even I could buy a t-shirt. But I told them I didn't want to be a poser. But but in my opinion, as the independent judge of Harry Hog football, I thought that Josh and Aaron totally hung together at the same time, and I thought that was a. Right. I thought that was appropriate. And we're not talking about hanging together in a, like a banana hammock sort of way. <laughs> right. We're they weren't about... taking a windy walk together or anything like that. They were, <laughs> they were hanging together in that way that the rug really ties the room together kind of way. Um, exactly. Well, anyway, what I was getting back to here, dudes, is that's why on Damn. NFL Network you may see me looking pretty pissed off is because my stomach was hurting so bad an hour after eating those wings that I was having some trouble up there. Aaron's having a little bit of trouble. He was trying to. He was trying to. Uh, I think fumigate the Cowboys fans out, but it didn't really work, unfortunately. Aaron, you've got to. You got to at least talk about the day before where you guys kept trying to get me to eat that habanero straight off the plant. Oh, this is where Aaron thought. Aaron realized he was in trouble because Josh was like, "I'll eat the broccoli with the sauce, and it'll soak up more, dudes. It's the same thing, maybe even better." And Aaron's like, "Whatever, whatever." Meanwhile. Over this uh, spring and summertime, Aaron has been growing habanero peppers out there on Cool Mountain in uh, the greater Kentuckiana area, and he kept saying as the boat, the two of us arrived out there, he was like, dude, I dare you to eat one of those peppers just to eat it straight up. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. And so finally, Josh picked one up and was like, chomp. Next. <laughs> Pretty much. So I thought I was in trouble, but then I was able to hold my own at the Wings Challenge. <laughs> Aaron yes. was able to hold his own, and he did eat a piece of broccoli, 
uh, with the sauce that had been soaked in the sauce. And that was, I think, when you realized, dang, Aaron, or Josh was right. This stuff really is at least as strong as a single wing. Mm-hmm. And you can yeah. visibly see the sauce go down on every piece of Brock. So, you know, it's all good. It's all good. We had a good time. Good time eating eating wings and broccoli in Canton. And uh, then we Our went on over to... to the wings place. That's right. Russ Grimm had, we... had, a, had a good speech. Um, we were able yeah. to leave the stadium before Emmett Smith spoke. And we still watched... Uh, um, Jerry Rice make his speech. So. That's right. Dummett Smith went on for so long. We watched Jerry Rice do his speech, and we left the stadium because, like just about every other Redskin fan there, it seemed, we didn't want to hang around and hear Jerry Jones and then Dummett have to speak. And we left, <laughs> walked to our car in the neighborhood because the, the uh, stadium is surrounded pretty much by a neighborhood on three sides and on one side by an interstate. And got back to our hotel in Akron, which is 20 minutes north. Got in, and on the TV in the bar, Dummett was still up there talking. (laughs) It had to have been a good 45 minutes later, like after we left, by the time we got there. And we walked in, and and there he was, still Gavin. Yeah. There he was, still Gavin. I'm I'm glad that he went last. I'm very glad he went last. And I heard he actually had a pretty good speech, but, you know. He's still dumb it as far as we're concerned, and no one wanted to sit around and listen to him talk. That's for darn sure. And speaking of Cowboys and Cowboys fans, they for those of you who went there two years ago or have heard the stories from us and other sources, we absolutely positively rocked that stadium two years ago. It was 95% Redskins fans. And I want to say that this year, number one, the stadium was not sold out. Number two, there were almost as many 49ers fans as Cowboys fans visually. And I know the Cowboys fans were louder, but that's just because they're dip-dip Cowboys fans. And they're just like loud, you know, like Jerry Jones. It's like loud and brash and, Give me attention, during the mirror, 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 how about them Cowboys? When they're not really saying anything. Mm-hmm. And that I thought the Redskins fans, that our group was a very, very strong third. Um in the contingency there. And I thought, well, one, God, I can't believe the Cowboys fans didn't fill up the stadium. But then I remembered, there really aren't that many real, true Cowboys fans out there. They're all Fairweathers, dude. They're all Fairweather fans. And it was a prime example in Canton. You know, there were almost every Cowboys fan that we ran into and talked to, I mean, most of them said stupid things, but for the most part, they were cool. They were respectful. You know, it wasn't a big deal. You know, they, they, they showed the proper respect the Hall deserves, just like the rest of us did from all the other teams. Um, but there really weren't that many. And there were not. That just tells me that I think every single real Cowboys fan in the country was there in Canton, and they couldn't even <laughs> fill up the stadium. That's right, dude. Dude, it was horrible. And and we were talking about this before the podcast. Um, and just to sum it all up, I went out to dinner at this place yesterday in Raleigh. And during my one day back in town, I'm now traveling in South Carolina today. Um, but I went back in, in into this restaurant. Yeah. And, and I was wearing a Redskins shirt. And the waiter comes up, and he's like, oh, would you like a glass of sand? And I was like, excuse me? And he's like, I see your Redskins shirt. And I was like, oh, sweet Lord. 
who's your team? He's like, do you even have to ask? And I was like, no. And I said, could you please go get the owner of this establishment for me? Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask him why he's hiring Dallas fans. So anyway, the guy and I were kind of joking around a little bit after I joked him. And then, uh, like good natured, that was good natured humor it, back and forth. It was good natured humor. You know, I had, it, it had been prefaced and I had been sort of, um, you know, softened up a bit by having to be around so many Dallas fans, uh, earlier in the week. Had it just been, you know, I ran into this guy without having those earlier experiences, I'm sure I would have been much of a harsher individual. But, um, basically, uh, I say to the guy, so yeah, I was just up in uh, Canton. We went up for the, you know, Hall of Fame induction and Russ Grimm, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, uh, and of course, you guys had, um, you know, and I wasn't going to say Dummett's name. And he was like, um, and I was like, Emmett? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Emmett Smith, he got inducted. And I was like, dude, you are so not a real Cowboys fan. You know, I mean, seriously, isn't isn't this guy supposed to be, like, the best Cowboy of all time? Like, has all these records, leading rusher, blah, 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 you know. Yeah, he's, all... he's, he's the number one leading rusher of all time in the NFL. I think Staubach is probably the most beloved Cowboy. But, he, but Emmett Smith, I mean, he's the number one running back of all time, you know, numbers-wise. Cut. Yeah, I was, and I, pretty know. much there you go. Fair weather. All right, can Fair we weather. stop talking about Dallas now? Because I'm kind of done with them. Yeah, let's Dude, talk, about, talk flapjacks. about flapjacks. We've talked about wings. Let's talk about flapjacks. Flabbity flat. Um. <laughs> How about this? We'll leave it to the listeners out there. When we say <clears throat> Aaron was Aaron saw some flapjacks accidentally. Uh, Out on the you river. let us know what you think that means. As we and were rolling moving. down the river and passing some um some some party people who had like a what would you call that a funnel on a tube, flapjacks, beer bong, and Aaron saw some flapjacks. Enough said about that. Um, <laughs> so let's move forward here. Um, I read an interesting. I read an interesting. My eyes were burning. All right, I read an interesting article earlier this week about um. Comparison some people in the Hall of Fame to Redskins that are not in the Hall of Fame. And um, it was very interesting. They were comparing um, Cocaine Irvin to uh, Gary Clark. And I don't have those numbers in front of me, but they're very similar. Um, do you have those numbers in front of you, John? Josh, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing them up right now. On that note, um, talking about Cocaine Irvin... I was I not only had a, a Dallas fan sitting in front of me who kept like pushing back into my knee and like rubbing on it. I don't know what that was all about. But the <laughs> Dallas fan to the left of me was actually really cool because at, at the beginning of the Hall of Fame inductions, they bring out one at a time all of the current all of the Hall of Famers that are there in attendance, um, and they do them in alphabetical order no matter the year, starting of course with A and going all the way through the end of the year, and. You know, they got to the eyes and they called out Michael Irvin's name. Um, of course, after Gibbs and Green and, and all the other, you know, the early Redskins in, in alphabetical order. And they call out Michael Irvin's name. And of course, there was a very, very loudly audible boo within the cheering of the crowd. Not only from Redskins fans, but from, but from 49ers fans. And I think pretty much everyone 
um, other than Dallas fans. And I leaned over to the guy next to me. I was like, all right, dude, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but so that's the only cowboy I'm going to boo for. And he was like, all right, fair enough, because, you know, the true Dallas fans know that Irvin's a tool. So it goes through the whole list, and then they talk about the people that are going to induct each individual player. And for, you know, they're like, Joe Bugle for Russ Grimm. Yay, blah, blah, blah. And we're all cheering for him, you know, oi, 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 fish and chips, because he looks like he's English. And then uh, they say Jerry Jones for Emmett Smith. And again, cheering and a very, very loudly audible boo from many people, including us. And I leave it over to the guy and I go, dude, I'm really sorry, but I had to boo for him as well. And he was like, dude, I almost booed with you. <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty interesting story. But going back to this, uh, this story about the, uh, the push to put all these guys into the Hall of Fame for the Redskins and comparing their numbers, such as, uh, Gary Clark to Michael Irvin and, uh, Another one, um, Harry Carson of the New York Giants, comparing his numbers to uh, Chris Hanberger, who is, for some bizarre reason, is not in the Hall of Fame. But I predict in the future, I don't even think he's eligible, but I predict in the future that he is going to get into the Hall of Fame when he comes up with the, uh, with the uh, what do you call it, the senior committee. Kind of like, um, um, what's his face, Dick LeBeau got in this year. Um, so the numbers, this article, did, Aaron, did you say it's from the D.C. Sports Examiner, um, Michael Fran, Fran, Franson, Franson, F-R-A-N-D-S-E-N. I don't know why that's so hard to pronounce, but it's a little bit... Are you sure it's not Franson? Are you sure it's not Franson? It's Franson. Could it be Franson? my name is Michael Franson. Um, he wrote a really good article that Aaron had talked about here already, um... And he compared the numbers of certain Redskins to certain people who are in the Hall of Fame. For instance, Michael Irvin, averaging in his career, um, his 12-year career, he averaged 63 catches a year. Gary Clark, in his 11-year career, averaged 64 catches. Irvin averaged 992 yards a year. Gary Clark, 962 yards a year. They equaled 65 total touchdowns. Irvin has three rings. Gary Clark has two. So why has Gary Clark been passed over so many times for the Hall of Fame? I don't understand it. Because Michael Irvin's a loudmouth coke addict that's always in the news. Yeah, and, and and another point that he makes consistently through this article, uh, repeatedly, is that certain people like Michael Irvin, um, Dummett Smith, um, people of that nature have been more pertinent or relevant recently because they've been doing television, Troy um, working for either ESPN or Fox or CBS or or the NFL Network. So their name is either out, so their personality is either out there or in the case of someone like Dick LeBeau, people are talking about him all the time. Um, or Harry Carson of the Giants, the linebacker, same thing, people talking about him all the time. Um, I know on Sirius Satellite Radio, what's his face, Aaron? That guy, uh, who's that guy with the Giants that goes, Papa? Or no, no, yeah, who is it? John? Who, what's Bob his name? Papa? Papa? Bob Papa? Yeah, yeah, he's someone that was really pushing for Harry Carson back in the day, um, mm -hmm. before he made it in. And uh, let's talk about Harry Carson and Chris Hamburger, both of them, uh, nine Pro Bowls. Chris Hamburger, four All-Pro first teams, Harry Carson, two. Chris Hamburger was NFC Defensive Player of the Year once, Chris or Harry Carson was not. Chris Hanberger had 19 interceptions and five touchdowns in his career. Harry Carson had 11 picks and no touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Why is Chris Hanberger, why has he been passed over? 
You're right, dude. It's pretty. It's uh, because, and part up. of that also is because he played during the era when the Redskins didn't win Super Bowls, but neither did Harry Carson. And it was in the '70s when the Steelers and the Raiders, two teams that the Hall of Fame loves, especially the Steelers, um, were very, very dominant, and mm-hmm. the Cowboys. Mm. So it was a very more. interesting article. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, one more. The, he compares Richie Pettibone to Dick LeBeau. Um, I, I don't know if I can really go with that one because Dick LeBeau's the the unsaid. The unsaid truth to that is that part of the reason he got in in the senior committee selection is because of his time as a defensive coordinator, where he's won two Super Bowls. Um, so did Richie Pettibone. Richie Richie Pettibone won three, but he had um, fourteen less interceptions, and he did make one more Pro Bowl as a uh, player, but he had many less interceptions. And I don't know, I don't know if he quite has the numbers. <laughs> But I do understand his argument. You know, Dick LeBeau, really what sealed the deal for him was being the defensive coordinator of the Steelers for so long, for decades, and winning those Super Bowls and having a great defense over uh, very, very consistently in Steeler country. But Richie Pettibone, even though he was, you know, terrible as a head coach, he won three Super Bowls as a defensive coordinator under Gibbs. So, mm-hmm. you know, arguments could be made here and there. And, again, it's one of those, you know, what has Pettibone done since he was the head coach of the Redskins? He's been out of football, um, basically. And Dick LeBeau has been very, very relevant because they've won two Super Bowls in the last seven, eight years. So this, I think it, what it all boils down to is what I've been saying for years is that it's absolutely ridiculous that sports writers like dumbass Peter King are the people that decide who goes into the Pro Football Hall of Fame not former players, former coaches, former executives, the people that really should make a difference. Yep, I agree with you, 100%. Agreed. All right, well, we better take a break, and at the other side of the break, we will talk about the Redskins. How about that? And going into the first uh, preseason game tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Uh, We'll see you guys on the other Sad. Experience proves that nothing takes the place of quality. You hear the quality of Harry Hog football. Again and again, you enjoy the charm of its delicious sounds and its cool, clean after sense of complete refreshment. Your ears ask for nothing more. someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade. 
and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757-259-9377. All right, we're back. Hey, if you guys didn't hear this week, Albert Hainsworth finally passed his conditioning test. Supposedly. Supposedly. I'd like to say that... I'd like to call it out that I I don't think anyone actually witnessed this. He he passed his air conditioning test. He went to... Oh, dudes, I just got back from training camp. It was a... It was me and Mike Shanahan and Fat Albert. <laughs> Three of us were hanging out, chomping on some CCs. Chomping on some CMS. <laughs> All right, Harold. And uh, suddenly out of the blue, Mike Shanahan suddenly goes, Albert, you look like you passed the test. Get your ass out there, put your pads on, and practice. <laughs> I think that's about what happened, dude. Yes, sir. There's no way he passed it, dude. I don't think The he funny thing it about either. this, and we haven't talked about it because we haven't had a podcast and like, we're overdue, let's just put it that way. We didn't talk about the fact that like three days before he was like, my knee hurts. And Shanahan was like, get in there and get an MRI. And then all of a sudden, like the next day, it was like, there was nothing wrong with his knee. And yeah, exactly. He had, and he had passed the test. <laughs> yep. What? Why didn't he go get an MRI before that? You know they had him available to him. I mean, don't the Redskins have like their own MRI machine sitting right there? I don't know. I think I think you know that's something you don't want. You don't want to send someone in the MRI machine to sit there and be like perfectly still mm. for that long, unless you really have to. I guess. Um, Why? It doesn't hurt yeah. or anything. I mean, it doesn't Plus, hurt dude, you. It Josh. costs money to run it. Josh, John, but, everybody yeah, knows. Once you own it. Everybody knows, dude, that there's only one person that can give MRIs in the NFL, and that's Dr. James Andrews. He's probably booked up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Aaron Andrews can give MRIs? Um, I'm going. Can give what? James. <laughs> I'm going. Dr. James Andrews, <laughs> who is Aaron Andrews' husband. Dude. Uh, my knee hurts. Uh, uh, Aaron Andrews, my knee hurts. <laughs> MRI. So, yeah, Aaron, that was a good point. It's like, all right, we're giving him an MRI. And the next morning it was like, his knee is fine. And suddenly he's passed the test. Yeah, he's still practicing with the second stringers. And here's what I think is funny about this. If you listen to uh, Shanahan talk about it, he's like, we'll see how Albert plays in the preseason games. Like, as in his butt's going to be playing every single preseason game. Like, the whole game. Dude, I hope with the so. Second Although string. I do hear... I did hear that he has been practicing with the first team as well. But that's because that Komodo dude, whatever his name is, I can't say it. Kiyomatsu. I'm just going to call him Komodo. That's because Komodo. Komodo. The Komodo Komodo? dragon. Wait, like Komodo dragon or like Komodo? Like Komodo dragon. That's because the Komodo dragon dude is injured. He's got his hip 
Plexer or whatever. Yeah, it if is. he sucks, we'll call him the commode. But you know, for now, we'll 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 give him the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, mm-hmm. sounds like he worked his way up due to injury, which is kind of ironic considering how often he needs to take a blow on the sidelines. Did you guys mm-hmm. happen to see this week? I think it was on the NFL Network. Um, Warren Sapp totally cutting into Albert Hainsworth. No, he showed I like did not. He showed like five straight plays, maybe six in a row. Redskins versus Cowboys last year, and he just focused in on Hainsworth, and he's like, "Oh, here's Hainsworth getting tricked on this play. Oh, here's Hainsworth. He didn't run after the play on this one. Oh, he's on the sideline taking a blow. Oh, he's well, back." Just like- Dude, missed- just like Shanahan was saying, dude, it's because he didn't practice, so he didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I think Shan- I think he actually beat me to it because I was about to say on the fifth play was just like, and here's it. The- well, no, let's pan to the sidelines. There he is on the sideline. That's why he sucked on this play. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it was, dude. Well, it- it we do know the wrong he's place. In- yeah, he, he need he- he's got to practice. He needs to get in there and play. And you know. We don't have him. Oh well, dude. He's gonna get to practice this week because uh, Komodo Dragon's injured. And let me see. There's him and who's the other nose tackle on the team? Uh, we have Some... another nose tackle. Yeah, I just don't know his name. I forgot. Uh, uh. Anyway, there's a couple another one of those injured guys. Oh yeah, it's um 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 Anthony Bryant, <clears throat> uh, Howard Green. Howard Green was who I was thinking of. Howard Green? Who they say it actually might be okay as a backup. I've never heard of these guys. Anyway, there's a couple other guys that won't be on the field this week for the Redskins. One of them is John's dog and cousin, Colt Brennan. Who was cut? Who was? Thank you, John. (laughs) And then he was, uh, after that he was signed by Al Davis and the Raiders, right? That's right. Yet another Redskin. He's the third Redskin this offseason to make his way out to Oakland. Him? Who else is there? Rock Cartwright or Liddell Betts? I forget. Rock Cartwright. What happened to Liddell? I don't know. He's Josh and I. Josh, you looked him up when we were driving back from Canton, didn't you? And he was he's still a free agent, isn't he? Is he starting Dude. a car dealership? Liddell. Who are you talking about? Liddell. I think he is still a free agent. We looked. We did look him up. I don't think he ended up in Oakland like all the others so far. So anyway, yes. then, then we also made a, a blockbuster trade for our new third-string quarterback, um, or maybe fourth-string at this point. John Beck from the uh, Ravens was traded <laughs> for John's favorite. Uh, My Doug, favorite quarterback Dutch on Oven. the team, Doug Dutch Oven. And Cut. John John Beck was actually wasn't he supposed to be pretty good coming out of college? He, he was good. He went to uh, Brigham Young, BYU, Oral is Moral, and uh, <laughs> he was actually rather good playing out there. And and what are they in the Mountain West? Who knows? Something like that. Anyway, he was pretty good. They usually have, they they seem to focus on the air attack out there. It must be that uh, that air out in Utah. In any event, so we've got another quarterback, which is good because. Richard, what is his what is his name? Bartell. Bartell. He's injured. The, yeah, he is injured and will not be playing on uh, against Buffalo on Friday night. So looks like John Beck might get some uh, might get some Rex reps, but it looks like reps and Rex. It looks like Rex Grossman is going to get the vast majority of reps in this game behind Donovan. Is he is he going to get the nod? Looks like he's <laughs> going to get the nod. 
Dude, here's some Rex other stuff. Pressman. It's not really on the um, it's not on the itinerary, but a few things I've been reading up about training camp. Apparently, Kareem Moore is looking pretty good, and he's actually starting tomorrow night. Interesting. Um, and let me see. Uh, there was an interesting article about him. Um, let me see. What else was I gonna say? Uh, talk amongst yourselves. Um, going back to the Raiders. Um. To, just to show you exactly how much, uh, how far Al Davis, the owner of the Raiders, has fallen uh, or has lost touch with reality, he actually compared uh, Jason Campbell to Jim Plunkett. Oh yeah, what a moron! I thought. That oh, was here's what else I was going to say. Uh, all right, you going to add to that or not? Are you done? Are you done? I'm finished. All right. Uh, other, finished. Before I forget, that Brandon Banks guy, wide receiver, he's like five seven. And they're going to put him in it to return some kicks. It should be interesting because apparently he can run a four two nine forty. I'm really interested to see what this rookie dude Brandon Banks can yes. do because someone that little, when people are running up the field as fast as they can trying to tackle someone returning the ball, it's hard to see a guy that small. Yeah, and, and he's got moves like he he dude can cut. He shifts not like cut, but he can cut. And Sounds juke. like he's. Like he's eager too. Like sounds like he's really eager to get out there and prove himself. And Shanahan yeah. likes him too, apparently. Shanahan has no loyalty to anyone on this team except for the people he's brought in brought in this off season. Yeah, I think what is Devin Thomas coming in as like third or fourth string now? Yeah, and Malcolm Kelly being injured again. Dude, Malcolm Hello. Kelly's gonna get Dude, I predict it. Malcolm Kelly Dude. is not going to make the starting ro- or might make the roster. I think he's going to get cut before the preseason is over. Have you guys heard he anything does, about? All he does is walk around on bum knees. He's done that since he was at Oklahoma. Hmm. Oh, Jamal Have you Brown is about too. Aaron's dog, Justin Tryon. You heard anything about him? I heard Justin Tryon got bumped down to fourth string. What happened there, dude? Oh yeah, Jamal Brown. By the way, is also injured. So guess who's going to be stepping in for him? That's you know right. That's how Aaron changed the subject. Stephon Hire. <laughs> That's Stephon right. Hire. Odd body Hire is starting <laughs> at right guard because Jamal Brown is having trouble with, guess what, the right same tackle. hip he missed the entire last season with. Right tackle. Odd body. Yeah, that's, right not, that's not good news for us. Yeah, that's that's really, really bad because if there's one injury that seems to come back and degenerate and end a career, it's hip injuries. Oh, speaking of, Man, yeah, because remember what happened to like Marcus Bo Washington. Jackson. And Marcus Washington, too. Or is that his name? Bo yep, Jangles. That's right. Okay, um, Jangles. before I forget, <laughs> speaking of Justin Tryon, um, another cornerback, apparently Carlos Rogers is playing awesome. And he actually, Whatever. you ready for this? Intercepted a pass from Donovan McNabb in training camp the other day. Unbelievable. Really? I don't believe it. They said he's like a man possessed now. I don't believe it. I don't either, but we'll see. That's why we watch the preseason games. Didn't didn't we see or hear somebody recently <laughs> say they predicted that... Uh, Carlos Rogers was going to have career highs in yeah. interceptions this year, I think. Yeah, what is that, like two? Career it's got, high highs? It can't be more than three. <laughs> it, I mean, how many could he have possibly had in one season in his career? Um, I think it is. I think his career high is two. As a matter of fact, yes, his career high is two. We totally called it while we were on vacation because we talked about this. His career high is two in one season. 
Last year, he had zero. 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 John, we were talking about this when we were coming down the mountain, coming back through uh, wild, wet, wild, and wonderful West Virginia. Uh, yes, we were. Oh yeah, and speaking of, when we went on the river when we were in Ohio, we said that it was we said it was like Deliverance, and Josh had to play Ned Beatty. <laughs> <laughs> and wait a minute, you said that I was that. You said that I was that skinny dude that got killed, right? <laughs> and I, and I was dude, I thought you said, and you, I thought and you were that, that you were the um, you're the local dude, John, with the weird face. <laughs> no, 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 no. Aaron was like, and John's that skinny dude that gets killed, He's and I killed. was like, I'd rather be killed than be <laughs> Ned Beatty. <laughs> and then Josh, like five minutes, like I swear it was like a complete minute after I was like, Josh, you're Ned Beatty. Josh was like. I'm not Ned Beatty. <laughs> Dude, I was like deep We, in we had gone 2.2 nautical miles, and Josh suddenly goes, wait, I'm not Ned Beatty. <laughs> I was like all in thought about, you know, the Redskins or something. And then I'm like, wait a minute. He just said I was Ned Beatty's character. I'm not Ned Beatty. <laughs> well, that is why we call you Ned. Oh, uh, no, that's not true. That's not that is true. Not that true. That's a much, not much true. longer, older story. Anyway. Oh, but it's uh, funny, though. All right, uh, back to the Redskins. Yeah, it should be interesting tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I, well, you know what? I, I think it's going to be interesting to hear Sonny um, interviewing Donovan McNabb because they're, like, got something in common, and I think Sonny's going to really love that. I think Sonny's going to be pumped this year. Oh, yeah. I think pretty soon so Donovan McNabb's going to be Donovan McNabb's going to be selling cigars pretty soon. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, something else I wanted to point out to you guys before we move forward: um, the game tomorrow is nationally televised on NFL Network Live. So if you have access to that, wherever you are in the nation, in Harry Hog Nation, you should be able to see the game. Which made me and right. we have also been be on Comcast. That's right, and we have been contacted by NFL Network. Um, they they needed to gain permission and rights uh, so that they could replay and show where they featured us at the Hall of Fame. They're, they're going to show that again tomorrow night during the game. Okay. Uh, Say, okay, all right. Not, move. Okay, not really. <laughs> okay, so we're looking forward to the game tomorrow at 7.30. Moving forward, apparently there's a man that was on the waiting list for 10 years and finally got his tickets. Are you serious? Dudes, <laughs> all, right, all right. You guys know how we called out the Washington Redskins like three years ago or three and a half years ago on the BS that is their super huge long season ticket waiting list because we started getting caught. We'd sign up and get a call or a letter like in six months, et cetera, et cetera. And then last year, the Washington Post latched onto it, and they made it, you know, a, a big story. But we were like, dude, we were so ahead of you guys. In any event, hold today on, dude. on Washington, what? Look who was reporting it, dude. It was Redskins.com. It's not true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. If you go to Redskins.com, I think at this point, it was the fourth story on their little ticker that they have on the front. Um, after you have to close out the, are you in, ad with Donovan McNabb that pops up that's really annoying. <laughs> Um, it was they number the one. This annoying morning. website. They really do. Their their website is really annoying. Um, but this morning, the number one story on there was some dude who grew up in the Northeast and lives in Rhode Island who is a lifelong Redskins fan for whatever reason. I'm sure it's a family thing. That's really cool. Sticking with the team through the family, through the generations. And uh, 
the dude was like, oh, I was on the season ticket waiting list for 10 years, and just recently they called me, and I finally came up after 10 years of waiting on the season ticket waiting list. And I was like, well, they must have dropped the page you were on on the floor behind some desk somewhere and just found it. <laughs> because you could sign up for the season t- ticket waiting list and get called before the next season starts. And we are all absolute 100% witnesses to that because it's happened to us. Dude, Redskins.com wrote the article. It was probably Larry Michael that came up with it. It, it was that Wiseman dude that came in, and, and I, I'm a little disappointed because he's had some kind of integrity being an outsider coming in last year. But, you know, I'm I'm sure that the brass came down and were like, we need you to write this story to make people, you know, to make people forget about all the bad stuff with the season ticket waiting list from last year. Like the fact it's not really 200000 it's more like 20000 and we can't sell all our tickets, so we're like selling them through independent brokers to make it look like we're selling out every game still, even though it's a bunch of BS. Like it was such a nasty, glossy self-promotion article. It was ridiculous. So, so definitely, uh, uh, Alan the Bruce definitely gets my kick in the balls for that this week. For yeah. the first time since he's come onto the Redskins staff, that he definitely gets my kick in the balls for that. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. So what well, is the, um, go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say that, you know, in talking about changes and things, um, the Redskins, obviously the Redskins new scoreboard is in. Oh uh, yeah. We'll see that tomorrow at FedEx. And for the first time, that's right. No more. It's third down pound, pound, appa- pound, pound, apparently, pound. <laughs> right. Oh, 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 apparently oh, oh, Dan oh. Snyder made a big, uh, comment or made some comments this past week about how the Redskins' new scoreboard was much better than that scoreboard they have down in Dallas Cowboys Stadium. I'm sure he did. And they kept saying in these articles how it was puncher-proof and this and that, whatever, dudes, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, they remind me of those, like, um, those nuns, those fighting nuns that you, like, have the little punch thing, and they're like, eh, eh, Mm -hmm. eh. He's always yeah, got to keep up with the Joneses, doesn't he? Yes, exactly. Yes, sir. Literally. Until he gets his domed stadium in the district that he's always wanted so he can have a Super Bowl. You know, he, he's he's always going to do that. And I'm sure the scoreboards are going to be awesome. They're going to be great, the new ones. And the one in Dallas is bigger and better because it's in Texas and everything in Texas is bigger and better except it's too big for the stadium and it gets hit by the punters. <laughs> Whatever. They can have a pissing contest dude, all they want. Hail dude, you bring up an go. interesting point, though, here. How he always wants the stadium. I mean, the dome. Will he chill out with that now that the Giants have gotten a Super Bowl in their um, non-dome stadium? Cause, uh, I think we're going to have to wait and see um, if, the, if the, the Super Bowl in the new Meadowlands turns out to be a complete frozen bust. If we'll it see. will, I think that will be refreshing. Because they always have these awesome. Super Bowls in, like, Miami or somewhere where, you know, the weather's a perfectly balmy 76 degrees. Dude, yeah, here's, blah, blah, blah. A, here's yeah, why it's, it's going to be awesome, though. All those, like, super rich people that don't care about football that end up with tickets because they're, like, vice presidents of some company or something won't be at the game because they're not going to want to sit in the cold. So real football fans are going to be able to go. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully, which is cool. Um yeah, it, it, 
to me, the, the best Super Bowl of the last few years was the one, even though you said Miami and usually it's great, was the one the Colts won because it started raining. And it was like, oh, wow, they actually have to play in the elements. And a domed team was able to win the Super Bowl in the rain, which I thought was really impressive. Yeah, it so, was Yeah, get the elements in there. It's ridiculous to have, like, the NFC Championship in Green Bay where it's, you know, the Ice Bowl. Right. And then to have... You know, let's play it indoors, like Aaron said, where a bunch of hoity-toities aren't even going to show up for their seats because they're too busy drinking freaking Manhattans and Cosmopolitans and, you know, getting blows on the sideline the whole time, and they don't care about the game. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. So that could be – or it could be a super total huge bust because it's too damn cold. I think it would be awesome. I think it could be awesome, but I think it also could really, really be bad if it's like 10 below – and it's so cold, people's fingers are breaking off because the ball hits them too hard. That would be It'll awesome. be really, really interesting to see how it ends up uh, sussing out there. But it's, you know, I'm, you know what I'm they glad need to they're going to try it. And you know what? We should have had it first. We you know what they need to do? We should have had it first before the Giants got it. I'm telling you, when they do it up there, they need to go totally old school, just like we saw at the Hall of Fame. They need to bring in, like, you know, truckloads of, of bales of hay. And put them all over the sidelines. <laughs> so that the players can, like, keep themselves warm sitting in a bale of hay. And they can have elephants on the field, like, at halftime. <laughs> they, they can, like, huddle up with some cows to keep them warm. <laughs> they, can, they should totally do an old-school Super Bowl. Get back to the roots, man. That'd hey, be awesome. Hey, what is this about the uniforms, dude? All right, dude. You... The deal with the uniforms. Now, we have all been getting really, really pumped because it sounded like a few months ago that the Redskins' Alan Bruce was going to... They were they were going to bring back, like, the gold pants, the gold R helmet and everything. And according to Dan Steinberg on the DC Sports Blog with uh, the Washington Post, um, Kevin Sheehan on ESPN 980, owned by the Redskins, um, had a recent interview um, just... Just a couple days ago, maybe just yesterday, and Alan the Bruce said pretty much, you read into it what you read into it, and that was really cool, um, but this year we're going to be wearing our team colors, um, He's and we will not have an alternate uniform this season. He said huh. the team's helmets will stay the same. Um, Interesting. So basically it looks like the uh, R helmet is not going to come back this year unless Alan the Bruce is lying. Which he could be because that's part of his job as general manager is to deflect. Uh, he said the helmets were going to stay the same. He didn't say the jerseys were going to stay the same. He said the Redskins would not have an alternate uniform this season. Hmm. He said the team's helmets will stay the same. Yeah, but he liked the fact that people are really interested in it, and he is actually putting together a Redskins team alumni committee to look at it this year and talk about if they should do some stuff for next year. And I'm starting to think, in his defense, even though I'm giving him a strike for that, in a second strike today, second kick, in his defense, it is possible that after last season and the ridiculous amount of throwback games that we have with the AFC, mm-hmm. that the NFL and Roger Goodell have decided, all right, we need to chill out with this throwback stuff because it's getting absolutely ridiculous. So unless you have a really good reason to do it this year, we're not going to let you do it. And like in other words, well be, 
Let's wait till yep. the year after next, and let's do a 80th anniversary or something. Yeah, we're getting we're getting close to the 80th anniversary year, and that would be a reason. So I'm thinking, you know, I might be thinking into it too much, but I have a feeling after last year because people were really getting sick of seeing the Broncos wearing like you know burgundy brown and yellow with the, and with the cartoon York, Bronco on them. You know, the Titans of New York and all that stuff. It was cool once. It's kind of cool the second time. After that, it's like, dude, seriously, get over it. We want to see the real uniforms. Um, I have a feeling that the NFL kind of put the squash on that a little bit because I think they did get a lot of negative feedback on that. And if there's one thing Roger Goodell really, really protects, it's the brand, the shield, the Mm -hmm. NFL. So I think... (laughs) I think if we don't see it this year, if Alan the Bruce, Bruce is telling the truth, that we will definitely see them in the near future. But hey, it's dudes. really disappointing that we're not going to get at least one game with the uh, gold helmets and the gold pants. Yeah, because remember, didn't we point it out last year that like with the throwback of the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs or whatever it was, that it ended up Dallas the Texans. Dallas, Dallas Texans were playing the Dallas Cowboys in a game. Right. Yeah. And, like, the New York Titans were playing the uh, Tennessee Titans and stuff like that. The football Titans in New York, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's wrap this thing up with this uh, story about a politician in Maryland who (laughs) lied that he played for the Cowboys for three years. John says, is he the dumbest guy ever? Seriously. I think he might be the dumbest guy ever. Does anyone else want to take this one? I'm getting out of breath here. Sick. The dumbest guy ever. All right, apparently this dude in Maryland, he was in, like, I don't know, House of Delegates or something, um, said on his website that he played for the Cowboys for three years and that he was a member of the NFL Alumni Players Association. Association. Right, which you can join if you have a credit card and 150 bucks. Yeah. And I mean you, every single one of you that are listening to this. So basically Dude, he got called out on it and then uh, did what politicians do and denied it. And Dude, and it's not like he's, he's in, in – it's not like he's in – it's this guy Michael Vaughn from the Maryland House of Delegates. It's not like right. he's in some, some far-off district, dude. He's in Prince George's County, which, which happens to be the home of, of FedEx Field. Right. How does that dude think he's going to get elected again saying he played for the Cowboys? It's <laughs> like – and if that wasn't dumb enough – now that it's gotten, it's come out that he lied about that. I'm, I'm thinking 20 percent in the in the in, in the election. I'm thinking maybe he'll break 20 percent in the polls. This is what I'm thinking. He is. He's politically. He's intelligently. Anyway, I think that's enough about him. I think that about wraps it up for this week. We'll watch the game tomorrow. Football is here. Good story. First preseason game, 730 NFL Network or on Comcast or whatever or the local, your local station listings is. in the uh, greater viewing area as long as Bruce Raider doesn't try to block it. No, don't even get me going Bruce Raider. Um, I hate that prick. Yep. Uh, send us a, send us a, your emails. Um, if you know what flapjacks are, send us an email at redskinsfan at no harryhogfootball dot com. No uh, pictures. No pictures, please. And if you uh, if you also yeah. would like to send us a note, follow us on Twitter at Harry Hog, uh, or direct message us uh, your response there as well. What's a flapjack? Yeah, and, what is uh, a flapjack? Oh yeah, and, hey guys, up. it's football season. Yeah. Hey John. Yes, um, 
I don't know how it's going for us setting up the league. Is everyone joined in? How's that going? Um, there's a couple people I'm still waiting on them. I'll send out some more invites to the initial group from last year. Um, if you don't fill in the gaps here pretty soon, sick. If you don't fill in the gaps here pretty soon, I might have to uh, invite some new people. So um, I'll send out some new invites, answer them so we don't have we'll leave the rest of the league hanging. And we still are putting out the option of having a second league, but we'll see how that goes. Um, thanks again to David Lee Legal Services for sponsoring Harry Hog Football. We appreciate your support. And to our, to our friend Randall Floyd this week for uh, pointing out that people have been pretty much forced to donate $5, $5 only through our <laughs> donate button. <laughs> and now you will donate as much as you like. Yep. yep. And we'll <laughs> talk to you guys. Little. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins. And remember, if you see a Cowboys fan this week, you know it's Joke. All you can eat flapjacks. Yeah.